Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack of beer and talk about three different topics, each over the course of one of them. I'm your host, Nick Wagella, and I'm here with, well, a bunch of family members, actually. Sitting next to me is Jeremy Mahar, my cousin, my older cousin. Jeremy, how's it going? Good. Uh, across the table and 3,000 miles away from me in Phoenix, Arizona, are my younger brothers, Dylan and Mitchell Wagella. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, hey. And I just want everyone to know, this is our first podcast where we are splitting six from two different uh, geographical locations. So we'll let you know how it goes. They're recording over on the other side. So it might be a little testy, but we're going to get through it. How's everyone doing today? Starting with Jeremy. I'm great. How are you guys? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, just another day down here in Phoenix. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. You know, a week two of uh, the schools is back. So nice. You know how it is. Well, I think it's safe to say me and Jerry miss you both a lot over here. We've been pretty lonely. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You guys been snuggling? No. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what we have been doing. It, What's it's, that? It's drinking beer, and this week we're drinking a special beer. We are drinking L- the Liberator by Shorts Brewing. It looks like this, brothers. It's a bunch of hands. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. We're gonna track red, this open. Uh, is it a red ale or what? Um, let's see. It says it is a double Indian pale ale with lem- lemon and orange zest. Oh man, that's gonna be hoppy. Oh yes, it's I shorts. believe so. I mean, we've we're, this is our third week in a row using Shorts Brewery, so I mean, they have like the coolest labels to all their beers. Let's see how Jeremy likes it. It's actually pretty good. Uh, I was expecting Jeremy to hate it. Don't you kind of hate hops, Jeremy? Yeah, but that one has like some orange to it. It's like a a hoppy blue moon. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's I it's not my favorite. Um, but uh, I do like it. It tastes very. IPA, more IPA than normal. We got a backup. Oh, yes. Jeremy does have some other beer that we'll be trying out later that maybe we'll mention and put on the visitor shelf of the Split Six collection. Um, so today we're going to be talking about, as always, sports, entertainment, and politics in that order. Um, how you, are you guys excited? Can't wait. Yeah. I, I think we got, especially the politics section is... Yeah, free for all. Right. Dylan, I believe this is your third time. Oh, we got to get into it. Sorry. Beer number one, sports. All right. Beer number one, sports. Lots to talk about in the sports world this week, but nothing bigger than Ezekiel Elliott and his six-game suspension that's been announced. Um, That's going to impact the Cowboys, the NFL, and most importantly, fantasy football. Um, Boy, guys, do you think he deserves it? Let's start with the fantasy football bros. Oh, oh, we should say that. Um, you guys have a podcast, don't you? Yeah, we do. We're the fantasy football bros. You need to check us out on uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, under the Split Six Media, and uh, like our Facebook page. Yes. So what is your guys' take on Ezekiel Elliott from a fantasy football perspective? Uh, I mean, it's definitely a big hit, you know. Uh, six games is a lot. But, you know, it could be appealed. You know, that's one thing you got to think about. He was completely innocent in all of his charges, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You're innocent until proven guilty. So the NFL kind of just took their own little path and suspended him for six games anyway. 
Uh, so, you know, it could go either way. could have get reduced. Uh, he's probably dropping late to the second round more. for me in fantasy. What did you say, Jeremy? They want to add more games to a suspension from his latest bar incident. Wow. I uh, actually I, I agree with the NFL because, well, one, I just freaking hate Ezekiel Elliott. I know that's really biased to say. Uh, but also, you know, he has shown, you know, he pulled that girl's shirt down. Then he got into some more bar incidents. And, you know, domestic violence isn't a joke. Uh, I think his ex-girlfriend released photos of, like, herself having bruising. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, it, maybe he's innocent. Maybe he's not. But the NFL, I get it. They're not going to mess around with it anymore like they did with Ray Rice. Yeah, I think that he's definitely guilty. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, medical examiners have shown that her story is consistent with the wound she sustained. And um, in terms of the suspension, though – I really liked having Ezekiel Elliott on my team last year. Um, I think that he definitely deserves at least six games. I mean, if you're going to suspend Tom Brady for four games for deflating a football, but Ezekiel Elliott only f- or si- only six even for like beating up a woman a few times, that's kind of – you can't reduce that, and the appeal is not going to get him anywhere, I don't believe. Right, and I, I move him down to the third round and maybe late second, um, and maybe even fourth. I mean, you're missing six games, and it could be more. We're not sure. Right, well, and, you know, it's not even really – I mean, it's six, but you're also missing his bye week too, so you won't have him for seven weeks, and that just kind of takes the cake with that for me. I don't – I was thinking a lot today about oh, – because I have the 10th pick in our draft, and I was like, man, maybe I'll just pull a nick and take him right there. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to work this one out. But I don't think he'll follow me in the third round. So I would say I think um, it would have to be incredible value. value you know? yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's just hard to say though. I mean, I'd say a few things with that is yes, he wasn't criminally charged for what he did, but I mean we've seen it time and time again that athletes can just easily pay people off. The, the evidence is there. I think enough evidence that something happened. Um, yeah. Whether we know the full truth or not, but something clearly happened. I think it's if we want to take a stand against you know domestic violence, then a six game is. I don't even know if that's enough, but it's a start. Right. Um, as far as fantasy, I think it definitely drops him down. Mm-hmm. I think that's jeremy was uh pick three in our league yeah. so he's kind of so, hurt the most and from that's this who news. i was gonna draft but now i'm not Antonio mm. I, i'm pick. terrible pick eight and that just makes pick eight even worse for me now maybe it makes it easier maybe someone before me will take melvin gordon so i, don't I would say about his, taking him. his um i would say third fourth round depending where you're picking them in those rounds because if you're in a good position playoff wise towards the middle end of the season fantasy mm. that's a huge boost like that could go from fringe playoff to winning it right imagine if you have going into the playoffs david johnson and ezekiel elliott right and probably another good receiver you're probably winning it that's uh that's talking to you eric or copenin yeah you guys <laughs> yeah too. um okay so i mean other than that there was a big trade in the nfl on the same day, Sammy Watkins was traded to the Rams for um, a cornerback. Pretty a, Darby. Darby. It was a. It was basically a three-way trade, right? Yeah, and then they flipped a cor- 
corner for Jordan Matthews. Yeah, so basically what happened was the Buffalo Bills got um, a corner and Jordan Matthews and a second and third round pick in exchange for um, Sammy Watkins, who is better than Jordan Matthews, and a corner who was better than the corner they received. So the LA Rams end up with Sammy Watkins, one of the most talented receivers in the league, but has a really big problem staying healthy. And they also don't have a quarterback. Um, I personally think this is a really bad trade for the Rams, a okay trade for the Eagles, and a really good trade for the Bills. Reasons. Sammy Watkins is a free agent after this year. Uh, he's No way he's staying in L.A. if they don't have success, and I don't know if I believe in Jared Goff. Um, and, yeah, that's the main reason. Uh <laughs> the, the Bills, though, they're not going to win this year because they don't really have a quarterback that can beat Tom Brady. And LaShawn McCoy is good, but this is probably his last year. So they're, they got these – I think next year they have two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and two third-round picks. So they're setting themselves up for the future when Tom Brady's gone. For the Eagles, it just makes their fantasy decisions easier because Jordan Matthews isn't there, and now you, you get to pick if you want Alshon Jeffrey or not. What do you guys think, Dylan? Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't really know much about the cornerbacks involved in the trade, um, but I really do uh, think this helps out Todd Gurley in fantasy. Um, I think that this will open up the offense a little more, and I think golf is going to be better. I don't know. Have you guys watched uh, All or Nothing yet? It's Amazon Prime. No, uh, I've TV heard about show. it, but I have not watched it. Kind of like it. Hard Knocks. I just started watching it yesterday, so I'm kind of doing my research. But I was reading online that uh, NFL had to try really hard to make a 3-13 and 13 or whatever their record was team, uh, like be entertaining for, you know, a full season. Yeah. <laughs> <Bet. laughs> uh, Mitchell, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I think the Todd Gurley thing is a thing I was going to bring up before, you know, this guy took it. Um, but I think his value goes up in fantasy. Um, I mean, I kind of think the same thing, so I don't want to touch too much on it, but I okay. think that Jared Goff is going to get a little better. And I think if Sammy Watkins can stay healthy, then I think he'll do decent. I mean, with Tyrod Taylor, he did like well over a thousand yards and eleven touchdowns, I think, two years ago. So mm-hmm. you know, it's possible. I think I think you also put a bump for Zay Jones might be the number one on Buffalo now, uh, as a rookie, or Anquan Bolden, one of those two. Jeremy, what do you think about Robert Woodstock now? Uh, well, I already actually <laughs> liked <laughs> Way to throw a curveball there. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about any of that. Robert <laughs> Sorry, you can go ahead and give your opinions on the whole thing. I think the whole Rams offense, actually, their stock went up. Um, I believe in golf a little bit. Um, I think he's going to be pretty solid for a second-year guy that didn't play much at all. Um, I think Sammy helps Robert because I don't think he's number one, but that's only going to help him. Uh, also... Jordan Matthews, I think, is a really good corner or wide receiver, but he's also just got hurt with a chest fracture of some sort. So that's a terrible – the Bills are just got screwed on that. All right, sorry about that, everybody. Um, we had the audio fucked up a little bit. Uh, I didn't have Jeremy's mic on. so And also a cable I had for it doesn't work because we're a podcast startup. We don't have nice things. But, Jeremy, I think we can hear you now, right? I hope so. I mean, I can't tell what people can. I can, and it's working brilliantly because we're using one microphone and awkwardly staring at each other. Correct. <laughs> okay. It's quite romantic, actually. That's that's right. 
Oops. And this is also ruining everything I wanted to do with this podcast because now I have to sit like this to scroll to my different things. Okay. <laughs> the rough life. Uh, other NFL news. Devonta Freeman is in concussion protocol. Um, what do you guys think? That matter? Concussions are a big deal now, so. No. I think it's fine. Uh, J.H.I. was in concussion protocol. He's out of it now. I, I don't know. If he gets another one, I think it's concerned. But I think that's part of the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mitchell, any thoughts? Uh, pretty much the same thing. I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, I think that he'll get out of the protocol before the beginning of the season, and it won't really affect his playing time. All right. What about what about Thomas Rawls becoming the starter for the preseason game for the uh, Seahawks? Called it. Called it. Oh, did you call that? That's why he's on my dynasty league. <laughs> Got him in like the thirteenth round. <laughs> nice. Did you? I, I don't know. I I still don't think that. I think Lacey could still come and take that job. You know, it's, there's a lot of time left. You know, it's it's still early. Rawls has been proven to be an ineffective back, and Lacey's more effective, but he's injury prone. I'm one surprised Mitchell even likes Rawls coming from U of M. Two, I think from CMU. Well, yeah, and then he went to U of M. But I think he got that or was it vice versa? I don't remember which way he ended his career. It's vice versa. Um, he wasn't going to start on U of M, so he went to CMU. Yeah. Yep, I almost started there. Um, <laughs> I think I, – I just – I don't believe in Eddie Lacy. I, I think he's just overweight, and it's honestly going to be Rawls or CJ uh, Procise, whatever you say his name is. Well, that is I think Procise is a third down, but I think yeah, Rawls and Lacy are, uh, you know, they're going to battle for those early down and, you know, goal line. I'd rather have Lacy tumbling and bumbling through there rather than Rawls. You still can. You just put him in. He's going to be like like a Lendale White to throw it way back. <laughs> I feel like once he got his bonus for making weight, he already looks bigger, and it's only been a week. I just I feel like he's always going to battle that. It's like Jerome Bettis, but – not. He's not as good. No. I don't know. Lacey's been proven to be effective, though. I don't know. I, I don't believe in Rawls, but hey, you know, I'm not really uh, targeting either of those guys uh, in most of my drafts. So. What about you, Nick? Who do you think? Um, I think that that is a backfield to avoid. Honestly, if I'm going to take one of them, I'm going to take CJ Procise because Rawls is going to climb up draft boards. Eddie Lacey is going to be stuck slowly dip, but Procise is going to be cheaper than all of them and could be just as efficient as all of them. Um, I don't know if you guys heard me. No, we heard you. Oh, okay. Uh, is your microphone supposed to be like that? It looks like it fell over. Oh, yeah. it did. We have having issues here at the Split <laughs> 6 podcast. Sorry, everybody. I was wondering what you guys were whispering about. <laughs> I know. I thought you couldn't hear me. Um, I, didn't, I didn't want it to be weird. I thought they were setting up for a debate. No, well, that might be why I just jacked the volume up here for us recording it. So maybe that's why uh, it went down. Yeah, probably. Okay. I just noticed it, and I didn't want to embarrass you. But oh, it's fine. I think like ten people listen to this. <laughs> uh, so other NFL news: Leonard Fournette has a foot injury, and he's been keeping out of practice. But he also did say that the game is a lot slower than he thought it was going to be. Um, even though he just played one preseason game, so you guys buying hype on Leonard Fournette? I think Leonard Fournette's going to be good. I just don't, you know, I mean, what is this debate too? Is it, do you, am I worried about the foot? 
Or do I think he's going to be good? That was kind of a, a weird question. Uh, it's like both. Like, is he going to be good this year? I'm not worried is the about foot the foot something yet. to worry about? It's, not yet. I'm sorry. Go say that again. I said I'm not worried about the foot yet. Me neither. I mean, what, I what kind of foot injury? They didn't say. At least what torn I torn Achilles. I'm only afraid of his injury because he last year was injured for most of the year at Florida State, and it was a lower leg injury. So it does scare me a little bit, but if he's healthy, I think he's gonna be really good. I I think he's gonna be good. I just like fantasy value wise, I, you know, I don't I don't know. It's, he's a rookie. They're paying Chris Ivory a ton of money, and, and Chris Ivory's not great, but um, you know he's gonna take some carries. I don't I don't think he's gonna gonna have a three hundred carry, three hundred touch season. Chris Ivory did have the first down work for the preseason game, or not the first the first team work. Which is ridiculous because Fournette is so much better. But the scary thing is that Fournette's injury is on his foot and he's had ankle problems in his college career. So I think the only thing that stops him from being probably a top 10 running back is that foot. Well, and he's on the Jaguars. Put eight men in the box and make Bortle beat you. That's probably a pretty successful plan against them. (laughs) This is the first time I've ever heard anybody refer to him as Bortle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they have Bortle beat you. Bortle, he's like a Pokemon. In a wide receiver. Bortle turtle. Probably doesn't help. He's not too hurt though, Marquis Lee. That is. For now, he is. Okay, so moving on. Uh, our well, me and Jeremy's hometown team, the Lions, have some news. They just did their first preseason game, and everyone is jumping on the hype train for Kenny Galladay, aka. Babytron, a.k.a. Kenny G. Um, what do you guys think about his big preseason game with three catches and two touchdowns? First of all, we're still it's still our hometown team. We just don't live there right now. It's still our hometown, though. <laughs> Second, I mean, it was good to see. I'm not going to buy too much into the hype right now, but I think he'll be a good receiver. Maybe not amazing this year, but I think he'll develop into something steady at minimum. Dylan? Someone's got to take Bolin's red zone targets. Uh, I lean towards Ebron taking those, but I think, uh, you know, promising to see him make some catches. I'm not putting too much hype to it, but, uh, you know, Rudolph, you know what I mean? That guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's all Rudolph over here. <laughs> some Listening to the local radio station today, a lot of people calling in, bashing Stafford, saying Rudolph should stop. I tend to think that's completely and oh, utterly God. ridiculous. And I'm sure Jeremy has strong opinions on that. That's, that's, I'm not, that's dumb. There's no better word. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy talk. That's I, really, it's it's really so dumb. dumb, Jeremy doesn't even have words for it. I do think Kenny Galladay, though, is going to get at least 708. What? 700 yards and eight touchdowns. Oh, Okay. I thought you said 708 I, I think like Dylan yards. said, he's someone's got to take a bolden spot. Yes, Ebron will take a lot, but this guy is... Marvin Jones is one of the best guys along the sideline to make catches, but this guy just makes catches all over the field just like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if he is the best rookie wide receiver this year. Okay, all right, all right. This is the reason, only reason that I think it's a stretch to say that yet. I mean, didn't he play in one of the, like, easiest divisions possible in college? Like, he wasn't even playing against contenders. He was playing against low-level talent. 
So all of his game film that you've seen besides this point is based off of that performance. Well, and this one game against Colts, which probably have one of the worst secondaries in the NFL, and it was their second team secondary. But I mean, I would say you have a point, but he also his he doesn't like ever drop balls, and I don't care what competition you're playing in. That's that's just a concentration thing a lot, and to prove that as many balls as he caught, uh, I don't really think it's going to affect him at all. I mean, you already got you got Abdullah. Stafford spreads the ball. You have Ebron if healthy. I mean, you got a lot of players that he's going to be one-on-one, and he's 6'4", and can make some ridiculous catches. So That's a good point. What, what, uh, one thing I didn't like, and maybe this is just me, but like I feel like he celebrated way too freaking hard after every touchdown he had. He just like seemed like he was like super jacked up about it. I mean, I get it. You know, you're a rookie, but I don't know. Um I, I don't know. He seems cocky. I don't know. That well, worries me. to him that he belonged, that he, he can do this. Yes, third, second string, whatever, but you, you're still making great catches. I mean, as long as he's not taunting, you know, and, like, attacking people, I don't care how much he celebrates. Passion's cool. I like passion on my team. That's what I like about Jim Schwartz. He was just a horrible coach. It's just like Ebron, who every time he makes a catch, it feels like, you know, he made that tie, that whatever, the Tyree catcher, the Edelman Super Bowl, or the Julio Jones Super Bowl catch. Ebron just goes nuts. But they did change the rule on celebrating. So that, I I mean, I don't know if that has a fact or just that he's a rookie first game and had great stats. But the celebration, I think you're going to see a lot more of people doing that. That's true. This is the first time he can really celebrate. You know what I mean? You still can't touch the goalpost, though. Yep. No, no doing that. Calvin Johnson ruined that for everybody, just like he ruined my fandom of him. But (laughs) uh, Lions sustained some injuries uh, in that game. Kerry Hyder is out for the season with a torn Achilles, and Brandon Copeland with a torn pec. Um, that's kind of a. It's not a season crushing deal, but it's a big deal. The Hyder one in particular, I think, is huge because he was our sack leader last year. I mean, our D-line's not its not looking too good right now after his loss. Well, their interior doesn't look too bad because we still have Haloti Nada and we have Ashawn Robinson who has been looking really good. We'll have the most padded balls of Monk's defensive linemen this year. But our pass rush is going to be tough. I mean, Ziggy, well, hopefully he's healthy and hopefully he comes back and plays like he – like the player he like should he's, be. Um, like but, he's trying to earn a new contract or something? Right, right, right. Yeah, so we just that way we can't keep him because we have to waste our franchise tag on Matthew Stafford, which isn't a waste, but that's the only bum. The only part I'm going to be if they don't sign Stafford that it's going to make me Stafford's really... Stafford's going nowhere. I'm, we shouldn't even talk about that. He's he's not going anywhere. No, I'm only talking about it for, like, he, we might have to franchise tag him. Like, there is a good chance that we don't sign a contract because he will make more money if he doesn't because he knows we're going to franchise tag him, which means we won't be able to franchise tag Ziggy if he wants to go somewhere else. I don't think it's going to get down to a franchise tag um, with Stafford. I think, he want, I think there's a difference. People see Kirk Cousins being franchised. Kirk Cousins already has said he has, doesn't see beyond one year, so I don't think I think Stafford wants to be here. I mean, I hope so. What do you guys think? 
I think Stafford's gonna gonna be here for a while. I mean, he, every time he talks about it, he talks about wanting to stay. He just wants to stay out of the contract talk. Um, I mean, I think it'll be fine. Ziggy might have to go at some point, but if he has a great year this year, there's no way they can let him go either. So it's gonna be a tough situation. I don't know. I just watched Sue leave and Calvin leave, and I feel like one of the other two is next. Hold on. I want to say something on that because we kind of skipped a lot over the the injuries. I will say I think one player that's going to benefit and people are going to fall in love with is Anthony Zettel. That's our other defensive end, right? Yeah, and that's that guy reminds me um, a lot of like the bigger defensive ends, and I don't want to say JJ Watt at all because it's not fair. But like the Ryan, you know, like the Kerrigans, like the bigger dudes that are like between defensive end or a three, four outside linebacker. I just think he has a nonstop motor and people are just going to love that. And he can do a 360 kick into a bottle in the air. That's very important for the NFL. He tackled the tree, I think, too. Or is that someone else? Tackled the tree. Also very important. These are all qualities that are needed. Have you seen James Harrison's workout? That guy's insane. He does fight bears. Fights bears all day. Um, so Mitch Trubisky had a pretty impressive game, or at least that's what people are saying, even though it's also against second or third stringers. Um, you guys think the Bears maybe didn't make the worst mistake in franchise history by drafting him and trading up to get him by tr- trading away their future? Well, we're going to have to wait till week four to find out. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, we'll, we'll find out eventually. But like I was talking about earlier with All or Nothing, I didn't remember or realize the Rams gave up as much as they did to draft Jared Jared Gall. Like, they gave up, like, seven picks. Yeah, it's crazy. That was insane. And when everyone had Wentz, rated better than him, too. But he's from Cal, which is they just moved to L.A. It's literally like a PR stunt. But I I don't know. I think he'll be fine. The Bears, I think, are going to be better than people think. Um, but hey, they're the bears. So hopefully they suck. That's right. Hopefully they do. Um, all right. Uh, anything else with the NFL you guys want to talk about? Do you think Jordan Matt? Well, Jordan Matthews got hurt, but, uh, do you think if he comes back, he'll have anything to do in, in, uh, Buffalo? I think he'll have the same role he had in Philadelphia. Promising, but never really pans out. 800 yards, six touchdowns. So the role in Philadelphia. On the point. All right, I think uh, he could be like a super bust and won't, won't do anything sometimes. I really thought you were building up to be like, he's going to be the best. No, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, that one rookie looked really good. I don't know if you guys saw that on uh, the Saints running back they drafted. Uh, the Alvin uh, Kamara. Oh, oh, okay. He uh, he was breaking some tackles left and right. He It seemed a little exciting to watch. He's playing you know third, fourth stringers, but. He's got, some, he's got some time yeah, to move up that depth chart. Pete and Ingram in front of him. Uh, he's sitting for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. And then TJ Watt had a couple sacks, which was pretty interesting. TJ Watt, I mean, he's got that Watt last name. So oh, hopefully he'll be good. Know, one other thing, just before we forget, the greatest second-round pick of all time got waived. Oh, Agayu? Robert Agayu. <laughs> Robert Agayu? Yeah. That... How do you one? I don't even know if you should ever draft a kicker. Period in the NFL, it's ridiculous to go in the second round. 
Yeah, How, well, so, Sebastian Janikowski wasn't the a guy bad he, pick. The guy he beat out in Tampa, because he wasn't actually technically the starter when he went there, it was Connor Barth, who went to Chicago, and Chicago just picked up Robert Aguayo too. So yeah, yeah. He's fighting him again. That guy probably hates how, him. How, how does that even happen? Like, who are the Bucks like thinking? Oh, we gotta take him in the second, or else someone's gonna take him. Did they like, trade we, up to get him too? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah, the most ridiculous draft pick of all time. Here's the thing. And then the Bears are stupid enough to, to pick him up off waivers. Here's the thing, from what I've heard, <laughs> is this guy does not miss in practice or any time else. But once the lights come on and once it's game time, he just can't hit one. So there's something wrong with him mentally. Not wrong with him, but like something that affects – he can't handle the pressure. He's maybe the Maybe the Bears can coach that out of them because they're really good at handling pressure. Excuse me? Yeah, we all know the Bears are known for that. Anyways, (laughs) moving on to the NBA. Zach Randolph could be banned from the NBA. He was caught and charged with marijuana possession with intent to sell in California this last week. And um, he could be banned from the NBA because it's a felony charge, I guess, in California or wherever. Yeah, it was in California, so... Didn't California legalize marijuana? Yeah, but he was caught with two pounds of it or something. I, yeah, you, don't, that's, um, you can't do that. And so he's still selling illegally. They just need to legalize marijuana and not charge athletes. But what the fuck is an NBA athlete doing selling marijuana? Yeah, how stupid can you be just blowing like such a good opportunity <laughs> to just have massive amounts of marijuana on you? I make, I'm one of the highest paid athletes in the world. You gotta sell a little bit of weed on the side. <laughs> yeah, right? like why, why he's gonna why do that? Why someone... not sell heroin? Whoa, whoa, or something that you make more money off of? Yeah, or, or why not have even a better idea? Why not have like a friend of yours sell it for you? Yeah, exactly. A ball <laughs> guy, you just pay him a ridiculous amount of money to do it for you, and you still make even more money having your friend sell illegal drugs for you on the. No, just don't do it. You're an NBA athlete. You have enough money. Don't right. do it. Hey, he was a part of Portland when they were like, uh, wasn't he a part of Portland when they were like really, I, everyone was like, lack of a better term, thug. Like everyone was getting arrested. Was, I don't know. I thought he was, I thought he came from uh, Minnesota. Well, he came from Memphis. Lately, oh, Memphis. But I thought sorry. he started with Portland with like Sheed and like everyone got disbanded because they were all getting arrested and in trouble. Hey, he's that old? He played with Rasheed Wallace? Yeah, he's like. 33. Oh, I did not know that. He's wow. Like on his last leg, which Sacramento he's in Sac- gave yeah, he's in a Sac- crazy contract for being that old. Well, Sacramento, you know, another great NBA franchise. Oh, yeah, they're not the smartest. Well, um, other news for the NBA. Uh, the Knicks have reopened trade talks with Houston regarding Carmelo Anthony. I heard that they also have asked Carmelo to expand his list of teams that he will or will not go to. Oh, no, that he will go to. Duh. He won't. Yeah, I think he'll probably, which is so stupid that he should, he should, he has a chance to win if he goes to Houston. I believe that. Or if he goes to Oklahoma City. Maybe like, if he learns how to pass. Yeah. Hey, guys, we got like 30 seconds left. What do you think about that? I'm, I'm good. 29. No, 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 no. They I meant just, Carmelo Anthony, not about us having 30 seconds need left. To, um, <laughs> they need to, to trade him for whatever they can get at this point. He already said he was miserable the last few years. There's if no I was the Rockets, I'd go for him right now. That's all I'll say. Well, He's Rockets a team killer. Stay away. 
Sounds like we're split on the split six. His best podcast. friend is Chris Paul, though. Well, we're going to have to move on. Beer number two, entertainment. All right, we're moving on to the entertainment section of this podcast and opening these second beers. Um, so, Jeremy, sorry about this, but we're get, we got a lot of things to talk about between me and my brothers. We got some family issues to go over. Um, I'm family. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what I meant was Game of Thrones is back in full swing, and what an episode it was last night, boys. Yeah, you know, the whole series has been kind of boring so far. You are lying. <laughs> the whole series? <laughs> all, all, all of the seasons. I thought the episode was great. Uh, it was kind of a builder episode, but uh, yeah. necessary. Uh, I think the episode before, like two episodes ago, or one ep- whatever it was, was, was really good. Yeah, this one felt like classic Game of Thrones because it's not just like all the episodes so far have been have felt so fast and like everything's got to get to a certain point really quick because they're in a shortened season. But this episode felt like a classic episode, a lot of diplomacy going on, and my favorite moment of all happened in, in this whole uh, season so far. With Littlefinger? No. Oh, I thought you were going to be talking about uh, Cersei and Jamie going public about the about the pregnancy. You think that was my favorite moment? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, your boy came back. What's his name? The Baratheons are back, baby. Can Gendry? I is that his name? Gendry Baratheons back. Yes, go ahead, Jeremy. Um, this is the last season, correct? No, second to last. For real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one more. Uh, well, and I guess either way, I I don't watch the show, um, so I'm not really sure what's going on besides what I hear on the radio and some dragon potentially being dead, and people don't want the dragon to be dead. The dragon's alive, don't worry. Okay, <laughs> good job, dragon. You survived. Um, I heard it was a favorite, so dragons yeah. can be. You almost got his name right cool. too. His name isn't dragon; it's Drogon. But is it a dragon? Yes. Okay, so I was right. Either way. Moving no, on. because it has a name. No, we're not moving on. We're no, no, sticking no. on. Oh. Me moving on. Oh, okay. Away from the dragon. I heard a lot of people, at, I hear, I heard, um, I hear a lot of people at work say that this has not been, um, I guess, as good as they thought it would be for being one of the last seasons. Really? I. Oh, I think it's been great. I think popular opinion is the opposite of that. I'll tell people. Yeah, I, I think it's been great. Oh, I mean, I would think the first the first three episodes, I was a little, I mean, I, they were still good, but I was kind of expecting a little more, I guess. Um, but the last two have been really amazing. My, uh, I think my favorite moment was um, when the you know Daenerys comes back and comes up to John with the dragon. And then John is yeah. able to touch the dragon, which kind of reveals that he's Targaryen. Yeah, because the dragon like liked him and respected him. Yeah, we got, uh, that was really cool. We got a, We got a few reveals that John's a Targaryen in this episode. Did you catch the other one? I I don't think I caught the other Ooh, one. I'm Maybe a, I did. I can't I'm remember. about to blow y'all's minds. Mitchell, Wasn't it on the it? note that um, what's, what's his face had a little finger? Nope. All right, we'll go for it. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Citadel, where Samuel Tarley is, who, by the way, is now the leader of his house because uh, his father and brother just were burnt alive by a dragon fire. Um, 
so he's studying these books, right? And then Gilly's in, across from him, like talking, and he doesn't care. You know, he's just pissed off and doesn't want to hear her talk, which you know has sexist undertones. But we'll we'll skip ahead of that. Uh, Gilly says, "Look, it says here." She asks, "Like, what's an annulment?" And Sam's like, "That means like you get unmarried or whatever." And it says it says here, Prince Ragger, which assuming is Prince Rhaegar, uh, was annulled and then married again the same day. Which would mean that Rhaegar Targaryen, the, the promised prince, was uh, used to be married to one, someone from Dorne, but got that annulled in order to marry, presumably, Lyanna Stark, which mm-hmm. is Jon Snow's mother. And if, he, if, they were both, if they were legally married at the time of Jon Snow's birth, and Jon Snow is not a bastard, he's not a Stark, but he is a Targaryen and has a bigger claim to the throne than Daenerys Targaryen, who might be going a little crazy. Yeah, she is getting a little wild. I don't know what happened. I feel like her character went on a weird development. Now she's like, I don't know, she's, she's kind of scary. You know what I mean? She's, she's like slipping a little bit towards her father, I think. Yeah, burning people alive, but for the right reasons, I guess. You know what I mean? I don't think it's necessarily like her father, just because, you know, I mean, she gave him a choice, I guess, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think burning them was the right choice. I think they're more valuable to you alive. Like, take them prisoner. Right, but not with her opponent. <laughs> yeah, and I think right now she was being underestimated, and especially when she says, Neil, or you're going to die. Once she said that, she had to do it. Uh, she shouldn't you know, have I said think, that I think, thing. I think Tyrion's going to end up losing her trust because of, he keeps advising against everything that she wants to do. Uh huh. Well, hey, um, I want to, I want to lay this big theory that I've been working on, um, on you guys, and let me know what you think. So, I, in the books, have you heard of this thing called the Valencar? Mm-hmm. All right, so in a previous season, when it was a flash, flashback, and Cersei met a witch that said she would lose all three of her children and then she would be murdered by the Valencar, which in High Valyrian, Valencar means little brother. So a lot of times people have been debating, is it going to be Tyrion or is it going to be Jaime? Because Cersei is technically older than Jaime. So the story's being set up to where Jaime would be, is going to be the one to kill Cersei. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think that they're going to throw another twist at us. And I think Cersei's going to kill Jaime. Um, in this episode, you saw Cersei talking to Kyburn, and uh, before Jaime went in, he asked what they were talking about. And she says, he's Hand of the King. What are you here to talk about? Um, and then, you know, they have their talk. But... I think that could be something. And then, oh, at the end of their talk, Cersei says to Jamie, "Don't ever betray me again." So, <laughs> it sounds like Jamie. I mean, you, you know, Jamie loves Cersei, and I don't think he'd ever kill her, really, unless she just doing about to do something truly evil, like he did with the Mad King. But I think that's too obvious. I think Cersei kills Jamie and marries Euron Greyjoy. Euron Greyjoy is also a younger brother of a king. And then Euron Greyjoy is going to kill Cersei by choking her to death. 
choking. Yeah, that, that's 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 choking. That's what it said in the uh, prophecy was that the Valonqar would choke her to death, and Euron is going to be the total bad guy at the end of this thing. With two hands or one arm. Euron has two hands, as he noted. So you're going to choke her with two hands. Probably. Jamie only has one. So. So who do you think ends up on the throne at the end of it all? I, I mean, I feel like it's if it's not Daenerys or Jon Snow or Jon Targaryen, whatever you want to say, uh, I feel like it's just like, you know, like I feel like it has to end like that. I think it's if it the, doesn't, I'm going to be the, the rightful the rightful heir to the throne is who's going to sit on it. Jon Snow. Nope. Gendry Baratheon. Because the throne was won <laughs> fair and square by Robert Baratheon. And that is his only remaining heir. Fair and square, Jamie Lannister what? shoved a knife into the king's back as his king's guard. Well, that doesn't mean that <laughs> Jamie doesn't just get the kingdom for that. He went to Rhaegar, and then Rhaegar was killed on the Battle of the Trident when Robert Rathian hit him and broke all the rubies on his chest with a war hammer. The same one, not the all same one. The rubies? Yeah, he How? wore an arm, armored plate full of rubies. I gotta watch this show at some point. How long do you think it will take for Mormont to tell John that it was uh, Samuel, Samuel who saved him? I don't think he will. I don't think that's super important to the story. Um, there's other important things to be known for John. Like, what I, my question is, who's going to reveal to John that he's the Targaryen? Probably Bran, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. The only other people that would know about it. But Bran isn't Bran anymore. Bran's a three-eyed raven. That's right. Is anyone cool from House Tyrell? Yes, there are some cool people, but they also all just died. Why'd you give me that team name? I didn't know they all were going to die. I didn't know they were all going (laughs) to (laughs) die. Yeah, I actually wanted that team name, and then I was like thinking... I I really like... um, Theon's sister, I can't remember what her name is. Yara. In the show, she's think, Yara. In the book, she's Asha. So on this podcast I listened to, they called her Yarsha. Yarsha. <laughs> well, I, I think Yarsha is really cool, and that's why I picked the Greyjoys, but now I'm kind of regretting it because, like, they're Dude, just the Greyjoys right are like, now. They're, like, one of the coolest houses right now. Like, Yeah, Euron? I mean, they're involved, but they're the bad guys. I'm rooting for the good guys. Oh, okay. I kind of like the Lannisters a little bit. I hate Cersei. I'm so tired of Cersei episodes. I want her to die, and I want to fight some motherfucking White Walkers. It's all about the Starks, man. <laughs> if you don't like the Starks, you're wrong. Uh, I like Cersei. Um, Lannisters are like they're like my second favorite house, just because I don't know they're not just super noble like the Starks, and everyone's favorite like the Targaryens. I know I root for, I guess not the underdogs, but those middle tier people. Well. Baratheons are an underdog because they were all just dead until this episode. Gendry Baratheon is back though, baby, and we're back in business. I, what if what if, what do you think about Littlefinger ending up on the throne at the end? I feel like he's just so conniving. He's just so it's gonna happen somehow. I feel like if that happens, then I would applaud this show for doing something that everybody is gonna hate. I feel like I would relate well to this Littlefinger dude. <laughs> you kind of look like him. <laughs> That's not true. I don't know that's a good or bad thing. It's a, I, I guess it's probably not a terrible thing, but it's not a but great thing. But by the way, while, we, while we're on the topic here, yeah, before I forget it, Gendry, his story doesn't really make sense because he paddles away in a river and then goes to, or did he, 
Oh, he was at a different spot, wasn't he? Never mind. I just put it all together in my head that I was confused about. Um, but the other yeah, thing, he was in drag. I think he was. He left Dragonstone and paddled to King's Landing, which is not too far from each other. If you are familiar with the map, right? Yeah, I, I kind of just put that together. I kind of thought they showed him paddling away from King's Landing, and then he found him in King's Landing. Oh, um, but <laughs> Little with Littlefinger to mention on his, I think Arya's <laughs> gonna kill Littlefinger. Um, I don't know. I feel like Arya and Sansa... Littlefinger's not going to go out like this guy that he's been portrayed as is the last couple episodes. He just started taking some power back, and I think she's going to cause some right. havoc. He just basically tricked Arya into like going against Sansa. Did you guys look up what that letter said? I heard that like basically it said that, uh, that Littlefinger was going to betray Sansa or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What... Okay, explain it. Um, it well, from what I read, I guess I could be wrong, but from what I read, it was a, the letter Sansa sent to the Starks in season one uh, about Joffrey and how their father was guilty of treason and that Rob should come and bend the knee so that she could be queen or something. So the point of that being would be that... Uh, Littlefinger wants Arya to think that Sansa is hungry for power, and that was what Arya was, uh, Arya was alluding to earlier in the episode. I think Arya is going to die in the season finale of this season. No way. She's going to marry Gendry and inherit the throne with her. I don't think so. I, I think because she's been a little reckless, I think this is going to piss her off. She's going to leave, if that's what it is, I think she's going to leave Winterfell and go south to try to kill Cersei, and that's when Jack and Hagal is going to go kill her for not following the code. That's a dog. No, it's not. I know I know that uh, my ex-girlfriend had a dog after that, but... Jackie. Jack and Hagal. Uh, but I, that, I that's think Jack gotta and Hagal's be how Arya dies. Way. No way, dude. Arya what? doesn't die. No, Arya Jack doesn't. and Hagal's coming back. Arya, my prediction, as we were talking about who inherits the throne, Genji Baratheon inherits it in marriage to Arya Stark. Have you guys all? I don't know. You just think? Do you think Jack and Hagas is going to let it go that she just screwed them over and left? And is murdering people? I don't think he realistically would, but in the show, I think his character is done with that. And Jeremy, they have not read the books. Only I have. So again, I don't watch this show, but it's on the ninety-seven won the ticket all the time. Yeah, I talk about it because there's nothing else. Tigers mm-hmm. suck. Um, but they talk about the book is very um, random. Like you don't expect to see what's what's coming. Yeah, yeah. And they said that, like I said, I I thought this was the last season, but apparently there's one more. There's a, about to be a lot more stuff that's just randomly happening that you don't expect to see. Right. This what is, would you guys, as someone that watched the show, unexpectedly happen? Like, what would happen in the show? That's, like, some famous person is going to die? Like, is some castle taking over another one? Well, I mean, if my dream that I had about the show came true, that would be pretty unexpected. Which? Uh, well, that, that the land just invents gunpowder and guns are introduced into the game. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, keep, no, keep your sword fighting <laughs> or dragons. Would you imagine if the last season is just gunfights? Like, 
There's a lot of callers that called into the ticket were complaining about this whole dragon potentially dying, saying they can't do that. And this dragon, I don't, this dragon didn't come people, that close to dying. People, it got shot with no, one didn't. arrow, like well, one it, inch into its body. This is the ticket, and people were <laughs> just saying like they expect things to randomly happen, but that's too big of something. So I guess like what can be potentially expected to be like a like a game changer in the well, show? Well, I'll tell you why they expect things to randomly happen, and that's because things have randomly happened before. Like, but. It's different now because we're at the end of the show where all these plot points have to come together. We have six years of people speculating and writing theories. So everything that's been proposed is an option. It's it's gonna it would be really hard for something to happen in this show that would make sense with the story that wouldn't surprise or that would surprise everyone because somebody has a theory about it. Like I think Kendra Baratheon's gonna sit on the throne. Dylan Dylan thinks Jon Snow is gonna sit on the throne. Or Littlefinger. Or Littlefinger. You know, we all, so we all, nothing's going to surprise us that much. So that's why it's not going to be that surprising. And it's just getting to the end. Here, I got a surprising one for you, Nick. All right, let's hear it. The the White Walkers come and just kill everybody. (laughs) And that's how the show ends. Dylan, Dylan, George R.R. Martin literally said that the last book was just going to be about snow covering gravestones. Oh wow! <laughs> so you could be hey, right. So, but I, I looked it. it up while we were talking. Uh, the note that was given from Littlefinger, mm-hmm. and it reads as follows: "Rob, I write to you with a heavy heart. Our good King Robert is dead, killed from the wounds he took in a boar hunt. Father has been charged with treason. He conspired against Robert's or conspired with Robert's brothers against my beloved Joffrey and tried to steal his throne. The Lannisters are treating me very well and provide me with every comfort." I beg you, come to King's Landing, swear to King Joffrey, and prevent any strife between the great houses of Lannister and Stark. So at this point, Arya was already on her own. So Arya's reading the note without any of that background that, you know, Cersei forced Sansa to write this note. So I think it's just supposed to cause. Yeah, it's just going to it's going to continue Sansa or Arya did not trust Sansa and think that. Arya's going to think that Sansa's just power-hungry and wants to sit on the throne when Sansa doesn't really want that. And, you know, the whole thing comes down to miscommunication, and it's this little subtle thing Littlefinger can do that's going to fuck with their dynamic as sisters because they've already... Before they re-met, they were fighting, like, all, all the time, you know? Lannister's a girl? What? <laughs> Lannister's a house. <laughs> the last name. A house. Yeah. So, but what, what, Nick? Maybe, maybe, like I said, this makes Arya mad, and Arya leaves mm-hmm. to go kill some people to leave relieve some stress because she's a psychotic bitch now. Uh, and Jack, <laughs> Jesus, man, and Jack and Hagar comes and finds her and kills her. Okay, I would say I don't think that's good. I don't think Arya would just leave, knowing John's gonna come back and not tell John when she thinks that Sansa's gonna try to steal his throne. I think if anything, I could see Arya at the worst killing Sansa. But I yeah. So so let me propose this to you, Nick. So I know you think that Daenerys might be going bad, right? She killed those two guys. What do you think about Arya just running around killing everybody for revenge? 
Well, she's not killing everybody. She didn't kill Ed Sheeran. She Sheeran, killed even like though the 20 entire... people and poisoned them. I gotta say something. Well, that was that. the phrase. The phrase. I, I don't know. I... They, they did the Red Wedding. They invited a guest into their home and fed them and went against that golden rule and murdered them. Was Ed Sheeran really on it? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was right. a twenty seconds. Was that Sheeran in a TV show? <laughs> I thought it was That's a crazy. meme. I was so confused when I saw all that. You say a meanie? Meme. Oh, meme. Meme. M-E-M-E. That's how Jeremy says meme. By the way. M e m e. A meme. A meme. But I thought it was just like one of those things, and it was like, oh, I'm falling down. I can't get up. But he was there fighting. <laughs> What are you even saying? You know? <laughs> he was, the meme I saw, he was in the snow laying down with shields on him. And it was like, come get me. And it was really the show. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is he saying? I don't watch the show. I don't know what part it was. Jeremy's talking about Ed Sheeran and a meme. Uh, I'm not sure which meme because he wasn't really laying in the snow that much. I'm going to find it. They didn't lay in the snow at all. <laughs> there's no snow? Um, all right, oh, guys. Um, this other aspect of Game of Thrones and the episode Eastwatch. Um, the, other, the other part of it is Eastwatch. What do you think? This, this episode was largely a setup episode. I think whatever's coming next is going to be super cool to watch. Um they're, we got some White Walker battles. Yeah, and they're going up up north, past the wall with like. I mean, if if Brienne was there, it would be just the coolest team of fighters ever. I guess and Arya too, but like we got the Hound, we got Jon Snow, Gendry's back with his Warhammer, and boy did he look really cool using it. Um, I want to talk about Gendry for a second before we dive into that. Ah, don't sleep on Mormont. Don't sleep on Mormont. Jorah's back too. Jorah's a great fighter. We got Thoros of Mir, um, Beric Dondarrion. Uh, who's that? Wild- What's the Wildlings guy? Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's a badass too. Oh, Beard Fasse. <laughs> that guy? Is that his name? <laughs> beard Fasse? The, the, the red beard guy. I forget his name. The guy that that is into Brienne. Um, but that is just a great a great team to go up there across the wall to try to do something that sounds not that hard, but if they all march in a group, it's going to be really impossible for them to capture one of the whites. Right, it's kind of a stupid mission, too. Like, I, I feel like Daenerys should just be like, I feel like Daenerys is being really selfish. If Daenerys just went north of those dragons, I feel like they could beat them. Well, yeah, maybe they just but, haven't showed us the scope of the army yet. But the Nerys is crazy. There's a lot of fucking white walkers. <laughs> yeah. The of dragons you against have... white walkers. Hey, speaking they're of... they're smart, though. They can spear you and shit, you know? They'll, yeah. They'll take the dragons down. They'll figure hey. it out. The Ice King's no bitch. Um, real quick, speaking but... of speaking of memes, have you seen the meme <laughs> where it's Bran and it said it says... That's so three-eyed raven. <laughs> That's so dumb. That's amazing. That's the dumbest it's thing so I've heard funny. Like, in a long time. <laughs> Hashtag memes. Hashtag split six. Uh, Hashtag Mimi. Um, 
What? I'm sorry. I can't. I can't hear. You just talk. How much time? Oh, sorry. We have uh, we have about five minutes left in this segment, so I guess we should move on uh, from Game of Thrones. And Jeremy has some shows that he suggests that we watch. So, Jeremy, spotlight. Um, I yeah, because I don't know much about Game of Thrones, although I'd like to watch it. it sounds interesting now with Littlefinger and everyone. Um, but watch the ranch. If no one's watched The Ranch, that's a pretty darn good show. Dylan, have you seen that? I have not. I was skeptical because Ashton Kutcher in it, and he's kind of cheesy, but the show is cheesy, but it's very funny. It's, um, watch it. It's a good show. What what network produces it? Is Netflix. it Netflix? It's a Netflix original. Uh, it's two or three seasons now. Um, it's really good, though. But Shooter also... Shooter, Dylan. No. I've never seen Shooter. No, is that is that the same as that movie that yeah, with Mark Wahlberg or whatever? The movie, and it's um, I think it's only one actual show, one season, but it's actually it's really good. It's different than the movie, but if you like crime, like army drama, then watch it. I've never seen it either, but uh, I would be I, interested in seeing it. I guess. I just watched a really great show. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's really funny. Kind of tugs at your heartstrings too. It's called Atypical. It's about um, a boy, a high school, like a, a senior in high school. He is really, really high functioning autism, and it's just about him like trying to get a girlfriend in the first season. Who's the actor? And it's just... Wait, what? Who's the actor? I can't remember his name, but the it's show is so. Funny, it's that, like um, it's just so it's so well done. Um, I, I watched the whole eight episode, thirty minute seasons, thirty minute episodes, eight eight episodes in a season in uh, one day. So the actor looks like Justin Long. I think that's his name. Um, Jake Long. No, Justin is Justin Long. Acceptable with. Uh, remember that movie, Acceptable? Oh, Accepted. Accepted. Whoa, there's a spider right but here. I know what you're talking about, Dylan, because it's come up on my Netflix all the time, and I've really wanted to watch it. Um, and now that you give it those reviews, I can't wait to watch it. It sounded really it's, good. Uh, what is the what guy's, is the guy's name? name? All right, he so the cast. Like Let's look. Long, the guy's right? name is his name is Sam, but it's it's Keir uh, Gilchrist. Keir Gilchrist. Um, Michael Rappaport's in it, which is he's pretty funny. Is that you really the Ian Rappaport? I don't know, but it, he was um he's in Friends. He dated he was the cop that dated Phoebe. Oh, I know um, who you're talking about. And then Jennifer Jason Lay is in there. Hey Dylan, um we're about to run out of time for this segment, so I just wanted to make sure we mention this before it's over. Rick and Morty, what do you feel about this season so far? Is it oh, I, is it the darkest yet, like Rick promised? Um, I, I it's pretty dark. I don't know if it's the darkest yet, but I, their Mad Max uh, parody was pretty funny. Uh, you, you watch Pickle then, Rick? Wait, what? You watch Pickle Rick? Pickle Rick was great. That was dark. <laughs> uh, I didn't see the last one, and then that first episode, I feel like nothing's beating that rant, rant at the end. About McDonald's Szechuan well, Oh, we gotta move on. Sorry. Fear number three. Power. The president grabbed me.
All right, we're on to beer number three, and we are moving on to Jeremy's beer for this, which is Elysian Space Dust IPA. Oh, I've had that before. Oh, really? Is it good? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Uh, they haven't had dra- drafts out here a lot. Well, I lied. I already had one. And it's it was, pretty good stuff. It's less hoppy than the one we just had, and I liked it. But I really only bought it because it looks like a Cabbage Patch head, and it says Space Dust. You realize that's a hop, right? <laughs> that's like throwing up. <laughs> that's uh, a beer no, hop, Jeremy. It's not uh, a cabbage batch, kid. The brewery is Elysian. I will let you know how it tastes in one second. <laughs> Jeez, Jeremy, that's funny. It's a cabbage uh, yeah, no, It's, like, it's it like a smoother IPA. Isn't it puking than the one we like a rainbow or something? What do you say? Isn't that puking a rainbow? Or no, I he's thought puking it, like, his cabbage patch, which now I know are hoppies. It's, it looks like he's puking like puking like a starry road or something. A stardust. Oh, the, space probably dust. the space dust. Yeah, yeah. Which are yeah. full of hops. Anyways, all right. So we're into politics, and this is our definitely our most important segment of the night. I'm sure we all have deep opinions, and some of them will probably not be the same. So I want to remind everybody during this segment. As I have always preached on this podcast, we communicate, we don't get angry, and we talk out our issues. Except we're getting angry on this one. Um, so, over the course of the last week, Charlottesville, Virginia, right? It was Virginia, right? Yeah. Was um, kind of the victim of a terrorist attack, even though some people wouldn't call it that, but I don't really know who those people are other than our president. But um, there was a big white nationalist, but, I mean, I don't know why we call them white nationalists when they want to be called Nazis, and they are Nazis. So Well, a lot, a lot of them were KKK as well. Yeah, either way, just as bad, if not worse. So there was a Nazi protest trying to take our country back, their country back, I don't know. Um, and... A bunch of anti-Nazi protesters went out there to uh, counter-protest, and eventually one of the Nazis rammed a car into a bunch of people, injuring 19 and killing one. I think the death toll's up to three. Maybe that might be because of the helicopter crash, though. Wait, I didn't hear about the helicopter crash. Well... Uh, there are two, I want to say, reporters that were reporting, and somehow I don't, I don't know the details, but they crashed and, and died. But yeah, so the the whole protest, right, was over uh, University of Virginia's uh, statue of Robert E. Lee, who was the leader of the Confederate Army in the Civil War. Um, not sure why we're honoring a man like that, so I understand why we want to take it down. Um, I guess Southerners think it's part of their uh, can I butt history. in for one second? Yes. I think it's important what Dylan just said is the original gathering, whatever you want to call it, started as taking down a statue for um, I don't I don't know how high rank he was. Dylan may know more, but well, well, no, it, well, they were gonna take it down, and then the white nationalist didn't want it to. He was the the leader of the Confederacy. Wait, okay, wait, you said the KKK? Are you talking? You guys talking about you? You both talking about Robert E. Lee, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make sure people were like, because I, I don't believe what the original protest was about is what it turned into be. What was the original po- protest about? To protect the statue. 
And it just turned into a huge racist thing. And anti-Semitic. Right. So I'm, wait, so I'm, are you you guys saying you were okay with them protesting about them taking down a statue? What the original protest started as was not what, like, the whole thing turned out to be. And I, Dylan knows way more, and he could probably explain it better. Sorry. I, uh, I mean, you. like, you know, I, I definitely would content, condemn the protests of protecting that statue, just like protecting the Confederate flag, because you're essentially supporting a uh, radicalized civil war where they wanted to protect slavery, and, you know, maybe you could loosely tie states' rights into that. And, um, and not to say that the North wasn't racist as well, because the North was as well, but the same time, I still agree with their right to protest. I don't like the way that things turned out. And I definitely think this was a terrorist act. And I, CNN Student News, I show it in my class every day. And they didn't call it a terrorist attack. Last year in the UK, when someone, an Arab drove a car into a crowd, that was a terrorist attack. This is the same thing. Um, it's disgusting and it, it shouldn't be tolerated. But we still have freedom of speech. I want to be clear on that. So Right. I want to ask the question, because I'm actually, I guess I'm not totally clear on how this all went down. But they were protesting the the university was going to take down a statue on their own property? Yes. They were going to, well, it's a public university, but they were going to take down the statue of Robert E. Lee. Oh, it's a public university. Yeah. yeah, I believe it was University of Virginia, right? Does anyone else yes. know for sure? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was public. But what is a public university? Does that mean that it's state funded? It means, yeah, state funded. Okay. Uh, tuition funded. Okay, I was. It, I, it I was, actually I was started off as like a, a peaceful movement mm-hmm. um, for them. I mean, whoever was you know in that protest, but it ended up being something that was overtaken. And turned out to be what happened. Well, some uh, <laughs> some of the ridiculous things is they bro- <laughs> they were marching with torches, tiki torches. <laughs> that is kind of kind of ridiculous. It's because the only I don't thing want to say they, funny, but the only thing these people hate more than white people or than black people or non-white people is fucking mosquitoes. I guess. But you know, and I and I will agree with them on that. I fucking hate mosquitoes. So you know, tiki torches, nice touch, I guess. Bad overall message, and you guys are Nazis. Like, well, we, we all know you're Nazis. Um, you claim to be Nazis, but uh, I don't believe the right wing media or even the left wing media is calling you Nazis, nor our president. Just. Pretty much Facebook and Twitter is calling you Nazis. Right. I mean, that's white privilege. That's what it is. Yes. Which brings me to this other point that I have to pull up real quick so you guys should talk for a second. I am. Well, go ahead, ahead, Jeremy. You're good. You can go. Okay. Uh, I was going to say it's just it's um, it's an absolute shame what happened in the aftermath. I feel like is meme after meme or meme whatever you want to call it on Facebook is just it's like I don't know I feel like what happened was terrible but I feel like people are like just like placing all white people to a point 
into hatred. I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't think anyone's blaming all white people. I think they're blaming all white people that voted well, for that's Trump. What I'm saying, memes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, memes obviously are not going to show your true intention of what you're trying to say. They're more to get people to laugh. Yeah, some of them are funny. I've heard, seen a lot of sh- stuff about like white people and avocados and and things like that. But it's. I feel like a lot of people are associating it with all white people are okay with what happened, and it's and I think it's it's a shame. I don't, I don't. Well, I don't get that vibe. But go ahead. I can't, I can't speak for people of color, but I I can imagine or empathize, and they're probably tired of having weak white allies that have not condemned this stuff. I mean, you look at our own presidents who didn't really condemn what happened or call it a terrorist attack. I think he finally came out and said something bad about the KKK and the Nazis, but it took him like three days to do so. And, and he didn't just, say it on you know, Twitter. So I get the frustration. I mean, it, it should they should be frustrated. It's 2017. But again, I'll say this with the KKK. They showed up with shields and, and bats and, and weapons and, and, you know, they and look a, like... What is it? People that should have protecting you, and they weren't. Like I, I was confused on some of those photos. I thought, like, oh, that's like an FBI or like a Homeland Security type of person, and it turned out just to be like a neo-Nazi, just armored up. Like, yeah, they're just all ready to go. It's like, it's oh, we scary. did not want it to get out of hand. We wanted it to be a peaceful protest, yeah. but just in case, I'm going to bring this bat with nails pushed through it, right? And we're going to see what happens. Which is scary because it's like, hey, walking on the street, oh, that guy's there wearing all this armor. He's there to protect, and really, he's there to like, in the end, screw you over. And that's that's what I was like. I was surprised people like cops weren't stopping those people from being allowed to wear that type of stuff. Right, I, it I make act, sense which 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 brings which brings to this. I want. To well, hold on. Okay, One go, second. Nick. Go ahead, go ahead, Dylan. I was just gonna say maybe this is what you're referring to, but I was reading an article and uh, that was suggesting that the police were told not to interfere in what was going on for a while, and that's why a lot of the fighting got so bad is because the police were ordered to stand down for a large portion of it. Yeah. Do you think that would have happened if it was? The exact same situation, but with a bunch of dark-skinned people. No, we saw that. We, I mean, we kind of saw that in the Baltimore, uh, you know, protests, which eventually got turned into riot. I, I suppose you could call. But you know, the, the cops came in right away and put the put that down. You know, it's 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 white privilege. It's it's white privilege. All right, so that that brings me to this. I want to read you this um, string of tweets from this guy who is Julius Goat. But um, he's, it's, it's a really awesome string of tweets. It's very important. So it starts with, imagine if these people ever faced actual oppression. And it's the picture of everyone with their fucking citronella torches. Nobody is trying to, legis- no, nobody is trying to legislate their right to marry. Nobody is trying to make them buy insurance to pay for male health care. The law never enslaved their great-grandparents robbed their grandparents, imprisoned their parents, shot them when unarmed. There is no massive effort at the state and local level to defranchise them to vote. There is no history of centuries of bad science devoted to proving their intellectual inferiority. 
There is no travel ban on them because of their religion. There is no danger for them when they carry dangerous weaponry public. Their churches were never burned. Their lawns were never decorated with burning crosses. Their ancestors were never hung from trees. Their mothers aren't being torn away by ice troopers and sent away forever. They won't be forced to leave the only country they ever knew. The president has not set up a hotline to report criminal activity committed at their hands. They are chanting, we will not be replaced. Replaced as what? I'll tell you. Replaced as the only voice in public discussion. Replaced as the only bodies in the public arena. Replaced as the only life that matters. This is white people oppression. We used to be the only voice. Now we only hold the microphone. This is white man oppression. We face criticism now. We were free from it because others feared the consequences. This is oppression of white Christians in this country. Christmas used to be the only holiday acknowledged. Now it's not. I would so love to see these people get all the oppression they insist they receive just for a year, just to see. Give them a world where you actually can't say Christmas. A world where the name Jeff on a resume puts them in the trash. Give them a world where they suddenly get a 20% pay cut and then 70 women every day tell them to smile more. Give them a world where their the polo shirt makes people nervous so they're kicked off the flight from Pittsburgh to Indianapolis. Give them a world where they inherit nothing but a very real understanding of what oppression really fucking is. Give them a world where if they pulled up on a campus with torches lit and started throwing hands, the cops would punch their eyes out. Put that in your tiki torches and light it, you sorry Nazi bitches. Good morning, by the way. How is everybody? Yeah, pretty, pretty intense. Pretty, yeah. pretty real stuff. I I tried to make just, it as intense uh, as it sounded I, for me when I read what, it. What blows my mind is, is that I feel like there's still a lot of people who don't understand uh, or believe that white privilege is even a thing. Especially like, okay, white people can show up to a supermarket with a bunch of AK-47s, but a black guy pulls out his cell phone and he takes 12 shots to the chest. White people can beat their wives and get a um, like one or half a game suspension. Black people do it; they get six games. I don't know. Ray Rice no. only got a one game suspension. No, you can say Two. that at all. Two factual evidence. John Brown, Ezekiel Elliott. Who's John Brown? John Kick, Kicker for the uh, old old kicker for the Giants. Josh Josh Brown. Josh Brown. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I mean, there. I just feel like everything. I feel like nothing. What I'm going to say is about to be right, <laughs> but I feel like everything in the media today is into a way to say like basically fuck white people. Like, yes, there's a lot of shit we do that are that is that it gets portrayed as messed up because a what like an incident or two incidents or three incidents they might not even be like closely resemble each other what happens but the 
the aspect of racism is there and it paints a picture as all white people are racist. <clears throat> I'm almost going to say what happened in Virginia, absolutely terrible. And it's, it's messed up and should never happen, especially today. Like this is something like 60, 70 years ago, I'd be like, I expect it. We should not expect this to happen now, and we do, because of the media. Like, is and it still happens, but the media also makes it bigger. They have to hold on to some type of thing. What I'm trying to say is, is what happened there is absolutely terrible. But there's a bigger issue with violence in general, and you look at what's happening in Chicago right now. There's like twenty people dying a and this that might be a terrible statistic, but there's a lot of people yeah, every there is. day dying, and it doesn't seem like people give a shit unless it's a white on black or black on white crime. And then we're making it this huge issue with rallies and this and that. But there's a there's a way bigger problem, which is violence in general. It doesn't matter about race until like that's almost like the fallback. It's like, let's forget about what's happening in, in America as far as people just killing each other for no reasons of all races. It's just, let's focus on white right. people killing blacks. And that's can separating, I, if I can interject. I feel like that's separating America right now. Like, I know a lot of, I know a lot of African-American people and they don't hate me for any reason. But then when something like this happens, I feel like I'm... Like they look at me as different. So, so what I'll say is, and I think you know, to, to address Chicago, I, I think uh, part of the problem is this systematic racism uh, because a lot of the crime that's happening right now is is due to impoverished conditions. So this is a wealth inequality issue, but also you know, if you look at studies. Uh, People of color make far less than white people do, especially, you know, I think it's women, Hispanics are, are, are the lowest. But regardless of that, um, I think the problem is race because when applicants, like Nick said with the Jeb, the Jeb thing is they're, they're named, if they have a black name or a people of color name, their applicants are getting thrown out. They're not getting accepted simply because of that. Um, and that's going to affect your family and your culture down the line. So I think if you, you might, if you look at statistics, you'll notice, you know, communities of color have higher crime rates, but that's not because of the race, right? That's because of the poverty. Uh, and that's, and that's systematic racism. At least that's the way I choose to view it. We're choosing to ignore white on white, like any race on any race, like just crime in general, we're, we're, we're refusing to ignore our problems in this country with crime in general and making it more of a race, a white versus black thing. And that, I don't, like, yes, there's racism. There's always going It's not to white versus black. Jeremy, it's, it's, Jeremy it's I think white and black versus racist white. Yes, that's what it is. Right. It, it is. It's, it's, you're, I, we know that you're, you're, you're on the same side. As uh, everyone is, except for the Nazis. But the thing is that what needs to be realized is it's a systematic thing that is 
bringing the people that aren't white down. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not going to leave it to what to just to blacks. It's like everyone that's not white, you know, everyone's put in a different category than people that are white, which are just super flexible and can with if if they have enough courage and power, they can do whatever they want to. Right, and I'm not like I'm not like like I said. Racism's always going to exist if we like it or not. It's always, no matter how you teach someone, something can sway them in any way. And there's always not going to be people that believe what you believe. My thing is, is we're putting this, this, in, and it should be, you know, very high on everyone's radar as far as what's going on in this country because it's real. But we're also forgetting at the same time, like what's other, what's happening, and like. In, not only, not but, only inner cities, there's there's white crimes and Chinese crimes and any other race, there's crimes on crime. I think, feel like there's a huge problem with crime in general, not just a race thing, which was just huge, but we're putting too much of an emphasis on that. Look, 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 I mean, I think I get what you're saying, that there's a bigger problem at the root of our country that, that should also be focused on because it may or may not, you know, partially play into this. But this is like a whole separate argument. This is, does racism exist? And the answer is yes. Like, so, I mean, there's tons of crime and whatnot, definitely. But I think the fact is that majority of colored people are being oppressed and being put at a position that's lower than the common white person. So they're more involved with the crimes. It's not about solving the crime right now. It's trying to kind of figure out why we're putting people at a lower level just because of their race. Right. Like, I mean, well, I'm saying like, that's the only argument, right? In Westland, Michigan, if 10 white guys rob 10 different stores, it's like, all right, whatever, whatever. You know, it's pushed among the rug. And then if a African-American robs it, it's a huge story. But the crime yeah. is still there. It's still happening. Like, there's no, more. No, yeah, that's a, that's a lot about, a that's a lot about what that's about. The race part, like, we're, like, people are. Right, but Jeremy, I got it. I gotta say, you know, we we just had a KKK neo-Nazi protest in 2017. That is a huge deal that people still think like that. Like, I it get is, that crime Obama is an issue, but the fact that people are that ignorant still, that is just, to me, that, that is a huge deal. You know, we got people doing the Hill Hitler salute, and the dude killed... Millions. millions right no millions. i i absolutely agree i guess the point i'm trying to make without trying to sound like i'm either way I, it's gonna sound terrible it's like, okay i think no i think so i get what you're trying crime. to say there's a big there we is, have to solve that problem so i don't grow up in i don't i don't know i'm not familiar with any other cities but i i work in detroit and i live near detroit there's so much crime that goes around and no one seems to give a crap. Until it's because Detroit's ninety percent black. Yes. No one cares. So no when one it's black cares on black crime because we're a racist shot, country. Robbed, killed from drugs, robberies, whatever it is. No one cares until it's a white person that kills someone else. Which yeah, is I, a get, I get what you're trying to say. Which it's all the bigger root yeah, of the problem. Or, or it's or or if it's, it's like a black Flint. person Look that kills Flint. a white. Why, are, you know, why are we putting so much effort into and and there's like I said, there's racism, but we should be also caring about everything else that's going on too, and not just putting whites against blacks. And that's what I feel like the media is doing. But the thing I think that we're trying to make the point of is is that you're 
It, wait, You're saying we're not focusing on the other problems, but the other problems are also not being focused on because of racism. Wait, wait, wait. Also, Jeremy. also, it's it's not the media putting whites against black. It's the KKK and the Nazis putting whites against black by protesting. No, I'm not saying whites against like it's. I feel like the media is just putting races against the races in general. Like. There's a huge problem with poverty in this country right now. Right. I'm 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 sure there there are also and it's I'm not going to say more big but like it maybe equally big problems. But I mean the media is not putting everybody against white people. It's just I'm not sticking up for white people in any way. Or I'm sorry, it's not it's not it's, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I mean it's not racist putting white people racist. against I don't think the media is putting white people against black people. I think the media is putting everybody against Nazis. Or maybe everybody oh. against Trump supporters. If you want to take it. I got a good certain outlet. So a, I, a point I want to make that kind of like this is what pisses me off. Okay. All those white supremacists in those photos. If Every single one of them that you can identify does not lose their job, but Colin Kaepernick can't get a backup quarterback job in this country. That's really fucked up because Colin Kaepernick's worth a backup quarterback. Don't job. compare it to that because I think that's completely different. I agree with. I, you I don't going. think it's so different I, at all. I think it's like seventy-five percent on his ability, and I've heard you on your own podcast say he is backup quality. Backup quality. Yeah, he backup should be hired quality. as a backup. But is he backup quality? I don't think he is. I would not want him backing up okay. Matt Stafford. Right. And that's on his just his ability. I'd rather have Jake Rudock. I think people are putting more emphasis into that than it needs to be. So don't compare it to that. Okay, I would say this in terms of Colin Kaepernick. I kind of get that teams aren't signing him. I don't like it because um, I think he could start for – a lot of teams, but if teams are going to be trying to tank and if teams have a quarterback that has been starting for a long time, like I think it's kind of ridiculous that Baltimore hasn't signed him yet or Indianapolis. But other than that, I can understand why if you're like in the middle and you're not going to win. And uh, if you lose your quarterback, you're kind of screwed. If you, if you sign color Colin Kaepernick, you kind of do invite a media storm. Do I agree yeah, with I'm, that being the reason that Colin Kaepernick isn't signed? No, of course not. I know, I know he's, I know he's, even if he can't read a defense, he's better than a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. He's been to. I a think Super he'll Bowl. be signed. But it's like, I think he'll get signed. What money he's asking for. That's that's the point. I'm trying. That is another. That he, is another he's point. He's not just willing to take a backup job. He wants to make a certain amount of money a year to be a backup and. People aren't remembering that. They're just thinking, oh, he doesn't have a job. It's it's because he sat. Marshawn Lynch I think it's kind of... Marshawn Lynch have sat for years. No, I, I mean... There's other I, people that are sitting, too. I understand. I understand. It's not like he's... like My he bigger issue sitting. with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing is the fact that it's an issue that we're talking about. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Like, let's... <laughs> this is kind of off topic. You know what I mean? Like, Colin Kaepernick... Is either backup quality or do you underwhelming think, starter Do you think quality. if he That's didn't, if, if, if Colin Kaepernick didn't or or did stand for the national anthem the whole no. year, do you think he would have a job? No. 
Yes. I do. I definitely do. No, he... But I bet you this, Nick. totally wrong in that. Most scouts say the biggest knock on Kaepernick is he can't read a defense. Okay, what about... Everybody has a job, though. I bet you... No, but did he have a job after the one year he did terrible? But RG... RG3 was more proven in his rookie year. Yeah, did RG3 running. go to a Super Bowl? That team was stacked. And it just dissipated the next year. Yeah. Hey, I bet you that if Chad, Chad Henney, third string quarterback of the Jaguars, took a knee before anyone else did during the national anthem, nobody would have said a word. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it, it's not even about Kaepernick taking Chad a Henney. knee. It's about it's Kaepernick taking a knee for black rights. If he would have took a knee for the hurt veterans and how the ve- we treat the war veterans Dylan, in this Dylan, country. Dylan touched on something that's absolutely correct. If Chad Henney sat, would anyone care? No. But Chad, ne- Chad Henney is... Chad... So Kaepernick sat and told everyone why he sat. Only when he was asked. Do you know how many other people sit during the national anthem? No, uh, I don't. I, I don't know. Hope, so hopefully, go more back people. and watch the last. Not nobody anymore. I do. Well, I know in the, the 1970s, the NFL didn't even I'm have saying, players. Go up. back and watch the last preseason of Lions if you recorded that, and see how many people just sat. Maybe got their tape, ankles taped, whatever it may be. People have sat not for a cause. The, he's being punished because because he said what his cause was. Well, so the thing is, the national anthem yes. is racist in itself. It's a song about slavery. Well, what I'm saying is, is he wasn't the first person to ever sit. He's, I don't know if that... He's the, the first person I don't know what, that... Are you trying to has, argue for him? Is that a good no. argument? I mean, like... You should be. I hope you no, are. I, I don't care if he sits or... I believe in standing because I believe in, in whatever the national anthem you might believe it is. If I hear the national anthem, I just I'm standing for people that have fallen, and everybody has their that. own interpretation of it. No, I mean so I, I, under- had his I understand. Good. That. He he should have his own opinion, but I'm saying because he what he said, if Chad Henney would have said the same thing, no one would give a shit. Like Dylan said, but he never said anything. Kaepernick said what he had to like what he had to say, and that's why people have a like. Now that you should have everyone, are no you, one should I'm have a problem. I'm so confused on what you're talking about. Okay, okay, then if that's the case, People, then yeah. He's not the first person to sit, is what I'm saying. Yeah, during okay, national anthem. He's okay. the first person that has sat and said why, and it was a huge so, issue. So, so you're... When it shouldn't be an issue. Okay, well, you don't think it should be an issue then? No. Okay. I'm not I'm sorry. saying that at all. I'm, I'm sorry. I was. I thought I'm you were trying to say like Kaepernick shouldn't be sitting. Like people have sat. It's not that he sat for the national anthem. Is that he said, "Hey, I'm sitting for this," and then all right. You know, people. No, I agree. It's not. It's not the fact that he's sitting. You don't think it's the fact that he's sitting. He's sitting for a reason that it's a good reason. Not everyone's going to agree with. I guess yes. not the most people that watch fucking football. That's what made us. I. If I really. Really feel for Colin Kaepernick because oh, that's what we just at, said. At my we did. school, we, both we just play. Said we, we they play the pledge every day, and you're you know they, I'm sure they want you to say. I do not say the pledge at all because one, that's not even American tradition that came in the 1950s, and two, our country kills thousands of innocent people every year. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, we're almost out of time, but go ahead. <laughs> um, no, we're out of time. No, we're not. Go ahead. We have like 30 seconds. Go ahead. Jeremy, say something. 
No, go ahead. I'll just say it. I'll say the pledge when our country is something I actually want to believe in. We stop killing people. Uh, back to the topic just a little bit. I already heard of a couple people getting fired off of that um, uh, rally that I got caught in those pictures. But um, just to wrap it up a little bit, goodbye, everyone. And, uh, yeah, see ya. Hey, see ya. Um, all right, everyone. Hey. We got to end this podcast. Uh, my name is Nick Wagella. I am your host. Follow me at Ann Wagella. Um, look for me on Facebook at Split Six Media, where you might also find these two people sitting on the cross from me. Fantasy Football Bros! Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, Dylan Wagella and Mitchell Wagella. You can follow them at D Wagella at M Wagella, right? Yeah. Gella Gella Swella. Oh, sorry. Gella Gella Swella. That's G E L A G E L A Swella. Dylan, what was yours? D Wagella. Yep. Just email us fantasyfootballbrothers at gmail.com. And we can find Jeremy at the fantasyfootballbrothers at gmail.com. And follow me at Gella Gella Swella. All right, thank you everybody for splitting six with us. Our time's running out. This has been the most biggest crunch time ever. Super love ya. We'll see ya next Tuesday. Later. Yeah.